It's a bonus episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Watchable. I'm one-third of the co-host, Nick Rojas, alongside me. Another third, Mark DeSisto. We just saw Black Widow, so we figured we'd talk about it with everybody. And we saw it in IMAX on a Friday night, opening night, our first Marvel movie in two years, just over two years, actually. Uh, Mark, initial impressions after watching it? I enjoyed it. That's a, a full-valued entertainment movie. You're there to get entertained, right? Shut your brain off. See some of your favorite actors and actresses. Have a good time. Yeah. I'll tell you, I did. Yeah. You know what? There's a lot of like uh, emphasis these days on how do things connect to 17 other movies and 43 plot lines and everything like that. And this, if this, if, if you're looking to just be entertained by a movie where that, there's none of that stuff and you just go in and what you see on the screen is pretty much what you get and you don't need any real homework really going into it aside from just somewhat of a knowledge of who Black Widow is. This is a movie for you. I think this is a movie that I think even like the most casual Marvel fans will enjoy. I was going to say to um, uh, many of the complaints that we see on the internet was, oh, like this should have been done, you know, five years ago and, and that. But it was kind of nice to say, you know what, like I don't have to think too hard. Like this really isn't going to connect to any plots kind of moving forward. Let's you really focus on like the character Black Widow herself, right? When you can just kind of like, you know, see how she does when she's not around, you know, the other Avengers and just really get pure character out of her. I really enjoyed it because we got a lot of vintage Black Widow stuff out of her where it was like, you know, she plays to her strengths. And uh, I thought it was pretty uh, prevalent throughout the movie. I, I like that. I was appreciative of that. Yeah, it's uh, so this movie takes place after the events of civil war. So two things there. One, you could argue, um, again, like what Mark was saying, like, you know, why didn't this movie come out the fall of 2016, right? Instead of spring 2021. And also too, like, it's almost better that it came out now after this pandemic, because, you know, it's been so long since a Marvel movie has come out. It's almost nice to ease back with a character. We know uh, the stakes where we know that, you know, this isn't a spoiler because everyone saw Endgame. black widow dies. So we, we know, that this is kind of a, a finite story. So it was kind of actually nice that this is the first Marvel movie in, in two years. So it, it was good on that end. And um, yeah, it's just, just great to see ScarJo lead a movie, a spy movie, if you will. So if you're, if you're kind of over the whole superhero thing and like, you know, like these gods fighting, it's, you know, that isn't, that isn't that. This isn't it. This was also very funny. I, this was, I'm, I'm, I was actually thinking this like right after it ended and, and while we were watching too, like Thor Ragnarok, both like very funny, like uh, Marvel movies for us. I was, I was laughing like within the context, the way that they spread these characters out, like the new ones that they introduced and everything like Florence Pugh was, I mean, she was awesome. Like she was very funny. She, she played her role to a T, uh, especially within the context of the movie. I mean, I loved it. Yeah, it was very entertained. And David Harbour, too, which I know you appreciated. He was David Harbour was that casting and like for him and just like his whole mindset, like throughout like the movie, like you knew exactly like who he is and like what he believes he is. And they were in your face about it with no ambiguity there at all. And it was it was great. Like it was entertaining. It was perfect for the character. Yeah. One of the great things about these kind of like Marvel movies where you already know the main character is it allows, it, it's an easy bridge the gap to characters we've never had before on screen. So Rachel Weisz, Florence Pugh, 
um, David Harbour as Red Guardian. Like those are characters I would, you know, if they bring them back down the line, that would be awesome. I think Florence Pugh is obviously the most likely that we're going to get. And I'm excited to see her in things because, you know, uh, most people know her from, you know, Little Women, um, you know, Midsommar, you know, smaller kind of movies that aren't exactly, well, I mean, Little Women's. A pretty big hit, pretty but big. yeah, pretty big. But um, if you didn't know who Florence Pugh was before, I mean, you're going to know who she is now. I think she's ready to take that next step. I think this is like she's really proven her acting chops. So this kind of lets her get that more uh, action blockbuster exposure where, you know, like not too many people are going to want to see uh, like a, a slow, dramatic character piece. Like, let's say like uh, Little Women. Yeah. Right. But people go and see these movies. People go and see Marvel movies. These big blockbuster action hits. Mm -hmm. And so this, I think this was great uh, just for her to get a lot more exposure, even though, I mean, that she's extremely popular at this point. But yeah, but yeah, this, I thought this was great. This is a great character. And we know that we're going to see her in this role more moving forward, which I'm excited for. I think it's great. Does the fact that she's dating Zach Braff make you wish that we get more Zach Braff in the future? I didn't know that. So this is a live reaction. <laughs> Dude, what? <laughs> like, nah. -uh. Are you serious? JD. From Scrubs, yeah, of course, you. Scrubs, Scrubs guy. Yeah. <laughs> Him? Yeah. Dude, what? I know. Oh, come on. I know. It makes yeah. no sense. It's also weird, too, when you think about it. Like, we've known Zach Braff for, like, 20 years now. Like, yeah, early yeah, Scrubs yeah. days. Yeah. It, like, it was sick day appointment television when we were in, like, middle school. Yeah. And then here we are now getting to know Florence Pugh over the last, like, four years, really, for being honest. Like, for a lot of us. And, uh, yeah, no. Good, good for him. But also, like, why? Why not me? I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rachel Weisz? Married to Daniel Craig, I I love her. She she's a phenomenal actress. Uh, yeah, when I saw that she was she's casted pretty much as Iron Maiden, I was I was jacked up. Could have could have used more of her in the movie. I I was a big fan. She yeah. she did her role very well. I'm glad too. Like I I know that one of the big issues in Hollywood is um, sometimes, and this is unfortunate. There's just and we're getting better at it. I think as uh, movie fans and society is that roles for women of that age like they tend to fizzle out. They're like, well, if you, you know, you're either 22 years old and the object of affection or you're a mom or a grandma. And like, there's, there's nothing for it. So to see Rachel Weisz in this movie too, I thought was awesome too. Cause she's awesome. Anything she's in, I'm a fan of. Um, so it was, it was great to see her. Uh, moving on to directing here, big action set pieces in this movie. It's similar to a, um, kind of think back to Captain America Winter Soldier in terms of, more to the ground action here. Um, we did see this in IMAX, so I, you know, just you know, we're gonna probably spoil here on out. But the uh, sky scene, skydiving scene, is just awesome. Really cool directing. I wish that was longer, Mark. I, maybe the highlight of the movie. Uh, yes, the, it was definitely yeah. From an action standpoint, absolutely. Uh, big Fast and Furious vibes, like uh, the later movies, of course, where they start just getting like so ridiculous and over the top. So, so I mean, I that means I liked it. It was it was entertaining for sure. Um, so directing, I'd, I'd say pretty much bravo when it came to the action sequences and the uh, the fight choreography. Yeah, like this this takes us much more back to hand to hand combat, people running through the cities, driving around on cars. Um, it, it has much more of that. So so shout out to our director, which I'll get the name of next. But Mark, uh, you can kind of take the lead on on this one. Taskmaster was advertised as being the relative big bad in this movie. I think at least in the ads, I feel like we didn't really hear much about Draco really in the ads. So Taskmaster is the one who they're kind of like building up. Uh, comic book fans, not, I, not happy about this. Mark, where'd, where'd they kind of go wrong on this? 
So on, on this one, um, I got it pains me to say this, but uh, they botched it. Uh, the Taskmaster for the comic book fans. This is a big bad. This is not like a run-of-the-mill bad guy or a throwaway villain that we're talking about. Like, this is someone who throughout, like, the TV shows, like, the cartoon shows and the comic books, this is someone who gave the Avengers, you know, a run for their money and gave them a lot of problems. They reduced the Taskmaster to, a, like, a pawn, like, merely, like, a mindless weapon, like, during uh, the, the course of this movie. So if you, if you go into it knowing or have, like, a basic um, understanding of who the Taskmaster is, definitely going to be disappointed here and like kind of the way that they solve the taskmaster issue too uh it's just like really like th this is this is what's gonna this is how we're gonna do it so di disappointing on, on that front i mean uh very few movies are perfect but i was i was very disappointed with um how we how we shook out the uh the antagonist on this one uh yeah i think there was just so much more potential that they had with that and they just really they were like no <laughs> anyway, it's like, no, we're going to solve this one. A lot of things that like uh, the Taskmaster did, it was just because it's like, well, the plot needs this to happen. So we're just going to go ahead and, and do that. Yeah, well, we can just have Taskmaster do that. That'll, that'll work. It's like, ugh, come on. It's like, you can tell where the effort was put in this movie and, and unfortunately where it wasn't. Yeah. And Taskmaster was one of those things. Yeah, so the trade-off for that, and, and quickly, I want to give a shout-out to Kate Shortland. She's the director. Um, she's from New Zealand. Uh, New, oh, Australia, sorry. New South Wales, Australia. Um, this is probably the biggest thing that any of us have ever seen. I mean, I don't recognize any of these other movies. Lore, Somersaults, nope. Berlin Syndrome, Smilf. No, so this, this, is, uh, this is like a big, uh, this is a big debut for her, for a national audience, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Or, yeah, international audience. She's taking it from international, Australia. International, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, international. Yeah, so shout out to her. Uh, that's awesome. Um, I thought she did a good job. Uh, like, for what this movie was, go into this knowing that it's it's just like a Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. We don't really have to care about the plot too much. We're there because we like the characters and we like the big action set pieces. Yeah. That's why we go see this movie and they deliver on that. Yeah. Yeah, if you're expecting, if you're expecting, you know, something else, then then you're not gonna like it. But yeah, family check, big action scenes check. Yep. Fast and the Furious presents Black Widow. <laughs> this is what we got. This is probably like one of the first Marvel movies we've seen in a while where you didn't have to rush to your phone afterwards to figure out like seventeen thousand theories, Easter eggs. This that, it was just like, man, what I saw on the screen is what I got, and I'm I'm happy with it. Um, what she had to balance too was. Um, this director and the, the writers and everything was bounced between action and developing this kind of like odd family dynamic stuff that I actually was really entertained and, and moved by. I mean, you know, for the story. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it worked for me. Yeah. I, I liked it. Florence Pugh's character, you know, being uh, grown up and, and realizing like her, you know, this is the spoilers part realizing her childhood was a sham yeah. and just the heartbreak yeah. that comes with it. Like uh, Natasha just saying like, yeah, I remember this day. It was like, we, we uh, took photos for like five different holidays on the same day, yeah. like different sets. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. Like heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. It was, and it's, it's you know, real to me. It was like, no, yeah. it, was a, it was a sham. It was like, ah. Fake. And it's seeing her kind of like deal with that was, I thought really cool. And, and it was cool when the gangs all together and, you know, uh, yeah. So, like, bouncing that between that and the action, I thought was really good. And, uh, yeah, like, 
don't really have much nitpicks besides the Taskmaster thing. Uh, that's pretty much it. Any any more nitpicks? Uh, you know what? In terms of nitpicks, like not really. Uh, that's that's kind of my main uh, takeaway from this is that they kind of like botched the villain a little bit. I kind of would have liked a little more ass kicking yeah. from Natasha. Uh, now we we know the character, right? Like her strengths: espionage, uh, gathering information, like interrogation like that's her bread and butter right so she's not thor where she's just gonna beat up a whole bunch of people with brute force not to say that she didn't kick serious ass but i thought it would have been nice to just see a little more ass kicking from her specifically i agree i I know we were talking about this before but the fact that this is the send-off for her character natasha romanoff because as we said before and anybody who's seen endgame which is everyone uh she dies so if this is going to be kind of her final on-screen appearance you would have liked to have seen a few more scenes where she's infiltrating one more thing by herself i don't don't know i thought her final uh scene with the true big bad where she's getting this uh, that this is vintage black widow this is a spoiler too if you haven't seen it so please skip ahead now but uh where she just she is getting this guy to like unveil his grand scheme Everything where he thinks he's winning, he thinks he's got her beat, and he is in the palm of her hand. And the guy has no idea. I was like, I was sitting in my theater chair, and I was just like, "Yes, I go. This is Black Widow. This is what she does. Like, she just completely outsmarted this guy. He's revealing everything. She's gonna figure out how to stop it now. And it's all because this guy is too dumb to realize that she is is taking him for a ride. I loved that part. That's Black Widow. Black Widow's not like you know taking on an army with uh, you know a mighty hammer or like turning into a Hulk, right? Like this is what she does." This is where she excels. I loved it. Yeah, that was great. That was really great. Tough, tough to see if, you know, it might be a trigger warning for some people to see that kind of level of violence uh, displayed for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That was uncomfortable. But again, if it's like, I mean, it's part of her plan though. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't exactly. love it. But like, again, like it's what she like. Uh, yeah. Tough. Yeah. yeah tough. Trigger warning for sure. Yeah. But you just, if you're listening to this now without having seen it, you'll, you're wondering why? Yeah. I mean, it's part of the plan. You kind of have to trust the movie. Um, Stinger, real quick. Uh, two things. Well, actually, one thing before the Stinger I want to mention. Glad that we didn't get too many um, MCU cameos because it would have kind of distracted away from yeah. the fact that this is her movie. I mean, are you on the same page no, as that? Same, same page. I'm glad. I'm like, good. Keep like keep it this way. Yeah. It's her movie. Yeah. So, um, at the end, we get Contessa, Allegra, D. Fontaine. Fontaine. Valentina Fontaine, whatever. She's got that yes. wicked long name. Yes. Um, who, if you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you and everyone, it was kind of cool. Uh, in the theater, by the way, for a Marvel movie again, was so fun because, you know, everyone is on the same page when you're going to see Marvel movies opening night. Everyone knows all the different things. So, no, only, I think only like five people left the theater. It was, it was very few, but it was noticeable. And we we're like, come on. We're like, first time. Like, <laughs> and then there were people who were just waiting, like, by the exit. It's like, yeah. it's like they figured it out. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is like, <laughs> this is what we do here. This is, this is paramount to the experience. So, um, <laughs> The she appears and everyone, you know, you can hear everybody whispering like, oh, it's her. Like no one really, I think, fully, truly remembers her name right off the bat unless you like it just watched. Even it. me. I was like, oh, long name. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, something. Yeah. So but uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus shows up, uh, you know, 
with Florence, Florence Pugh. Uh, Yelena? Elena? How's this? Yelena. Yelena. And uh, kind of sets up what could be the next arc for her. Um, my question, you know, not to, uh, do we think that's a TV show or do we think that's a movie or part of a movie? Uh, actually, with the timing, it could set her up to help be um, uh, one of the antagonists in the Hawkeye series that's mm-hmm. coming out with um, with Haley Steinfeld, too. Right. That could be part of it. And the tough thing is, too, is like this world that we're in, Mark, where movies and TV are really blending. We got Tom Hiddleston leading a six-episode TV show with Owen Wilson on Disney+. Plus. Like, your knee-jerk reaction is like, well, Florence Pugh wouldn't do TV, but it's like, oh. Could she? Might, she might. might. Might do a one-off, right? Like in an episode or something. Or, yeah, I, I could see it. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I I do like that. It's all connected. But uh, but it, it is interesting just to when they throw something in like that where it's like, oh, like, okay. It's like it kind of – we do know it's a send-off for Natasha Romanoff, but it's like it's also kind of a uh, a starting point for uh, our girl Yolena. And see like how how she uh, ends up working into this uh, MCU. Now I know the answers on the internet, but I'm not looking at my phone. I know either Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Black Widow had to be reshot to accommodate this thing. Definitely, um, they probably. They you know get, what? She really lays out who she is in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right. which makes me think that this was reshot. Re- yeah, they definitely had to reshoot that to. Put it at the end of this movie, just to like try to be like, okay, like let's let's make something connect. Yes, because so this was supposed to come out last May, guys. So it's like one of those things where this was supposed to come out before any of the Marvel shows. So if you're going into the again, if you're saying at this point, don't go into this thinking it's going to tie into the rest of the TV shows. This was supposed to be, I think this was supposed to be the launch of Phase Four before the shows, yeah, right? And then like the other shows were supposed to come out after this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's but it was. I will say this: there was something kind of fun and rewarding knowing that we're how many episodes 14 you know several episodes into the mcu disney experience right. and to see one of those things actually show yeah. up on the big screen that was pretty cool right yeah no i agree yeah so mark uh wrap things up i on a, on your scale what would you give this again i'm a i'm a huge black widow fan i always have been uh, if you follow along with my social medias you know i have quite a few of the uh black widow funko pops so this is a character i really like um it was also just mindless fun. This is, again, uh, previously stated, this is a Fast and, and Furious kind of movie for me. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought it was great. Uh, but that being said, it's a, it's a very solid seven for me. I, I give this a seven. I had a good time. Yeah, I could watch it again. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a seven. It, it's, it's a full seven. Because, like, I mean, the story, it seems like they didn't really work that hard. Um, they just wanted to give a little bit more background for Black Widow, which is fine. Uh, but seven, you get a seven for me. Same here, seven for me. And that's not a knock or anything, but it, it wasn't aiming to be anything life-changing. So seven to 10 to me, in terms of the theater experience, if you're someone who's our age and don't have kids and you can afford like the IMAX ticket or, you know, a, a ticket, I would do that over the Disney plus. Yeah. Definitely go see this in IMAX. This is a theater experience movie with uh, those again, like those action set pieces that we were talking about. Yeah, that's something you want to like, kind of really feel like the entire action. Oh, the sound too was sound awesome, was fantastic. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it. it oh, sorry. Um, the only thing is, like, if you're a family of 
four and you got a pretty good home setup and that's going to be more cost beneficial to you, uh, maybe not necessarily run out to theaters, you know, if you got the young kids or anything like that. Uh, that's Jules Coco chiming in. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, she has to babysit at 4.30. Oh, Classic. <laughs> Uh, right, well, but anyway, uh, yeah, seven from the boys. Sevens. Yeah, if, uh, unfortunately, our, our third co-host, uh, Nick Boyle, is not that big of a Marvel fan, so he's going to take his sweet time to see this. We'll get his thoughts in yeah. maybe three, four episodes from now. Who knows when he's going to see it? So, Boyle, have fun on your vacation. I know you're having a blast in Disney, and uh, don't worry. We've got the Marvel uh, content taken care of because we know you're not that big a fan. Yeah, thank you, Mark. He's much more of a uh, kind of like a film French New Wave kind of fan. So yeah, this uh, is really AFI good. top 100 only for Boyle. Strictly. Actually, yeah, 100 to uh, even does the movies that were on the honorable mention list too. So uh, thank you, Mark. Uh, but yeah, the, so that's it. Seven's all around. Black Widow. Good, bad, watchable. Nick, don't slouch. Oh, yeah. You'll get the, the back hunch. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Immediately sat up in the movie theater chair when I heard that. I was like, oh, okay, no slouching. But thank you, everybody. All right, bye.